What's going on, Misfits? Listen, I know I say this a lot, but this is a very, 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 very special episode. Very special episode. This week's guest is my former co-host on Ranting and Rain with Yamanika and Chloe, the one and only Yamanika Saunders. Now, if you know me, you know that I was the co-host on that podcast with Yam for over two years, and we had great episodes, and I suggest that you go and check them out because it's still up on SoundCloud. But... Uh, almost two years ago, I left the podcast and we kind of never really addressed it. But lo and behold, you know, life is real. Things happen. We decided to share the story as to what happened between Yam and I. And you can get that full story. No holds barred on Yamanika's podcast, Ranting a Raven, which she continues to do with the fun loving James Matter. But wait, there's more. You can hear me also on Ari Shafir's podcast called The Septic Tank. Ari is an amazing comedian and we talked for damn near three hours about fake news and media and my history and journalism. So you got two, you know, two cracks at hearing me. Uh, I'm on Yam's podcast, Ranting a Raven. I'm on Ari's podcast, Septic Tank. And you got this one, my main bottom bitch podcast, Social Misfit. I'm doing it, y'all. I'm out here. I'm giving y'all new episodes every single week. You know what I'm saying? So the least you could do is like, share, listen, leave a comment. I mean, I'll be looking at the comments like, damn, he's just dry in my love life. Y'all don't give me no kind of feedback. So anyway, I'm rambling enough because I'm just so excited. You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard. I'm on location and I'm coming to you live from a dining room table that's big enough to fit Jesus and the 12 disciples. This is a special episode. This is a special episode because my guest today is an old dear friend. She and I used to kiki in the TT and the PP. On another podcast, some of you have uh, come here, maybe hearing me on that one called Ranting and Raving. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the larger than life. And I'm not just saying that because you got big cities. Yamanika Saunders. Listen, I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a social misfit. You are a social misfit. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we're dear friends. And once I started this podcast, anybody that knew me from Ranting Ravens, like, when is y'all coming on? When is so? This is I'm here. Your moment. I'm here. We we, give me one moment in time. Yamanika likes to sing a lot. (laughs) All right, so also, if you don't know who Yamanika is, Yamanika is a stone cold killer on stage. She's a stand up comedian and writer. Uh, She was a television co host. So much more. She knit scarves and shit. Yes. Bake. (laughs) Yeah, bake. I just got into vegan cooking for Chloe. Yeah, that she might just be a thing. she made me some butternut squash, um, um, crinkle fries, my nigga. <laughs> crinkle fries, my nigga. Uh, Yamanika, please read your social media post. Oh yeah, this is a this is a good one. Spent the last hour trying to figure out why black people will be calling me a stereotype or step and fetch it when I spend most of my time working to make things better for my people. Then I have to say, you know, I call other black people coons and shit, too. So it's all par for the course. And now it's time to focus on me because you can't make everyone happy. But just know that even when people shit on me, I still love them. Hashtag happy Sunday. Hashtag fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And this was a caption on a 
Instagram posts of you with your face beat, your your red lips popping. Yeah, and I beat my face. When I'm going through misery, that face is beat. Oh, so this was just you in the house on a Sunday getting Ooh. ready for the Instagram photo. Pat, pat, pat with the foundation, honey. Really? I'm like my mama like that. My mother was on her way to surgery. She said, can you have me my compact and sponge? Are you for real? Yeah, I said, mama, if they ain't looking at your face while you in there getting these fibroids removed, it's a problem. <laughs> So who was coming for your crown, as you like to say? Who was coming for you? What, what What's the scenario? Paint the picture for us. Well, let's just, let me just do a backtrack. Sidebar. Oh, Yamanika has two cats, and one of them has been cruising for a bruising on my leg <laughs> since this podcast started. He's just rubbing his little cat back oh, all on yeah. me. And you know what? It's the one that. <laughs> it's the one that don't like nobody. That don't like nobody. It's Brooklyn. He is all up yeah, on this Yeah, don't make no sudden move. I can't do nothing about that because anytime it he feels and he is so somebody. disgusting. But you know what it is? Get out of the way. Let him have his time. Because, you know, Forbes will come over there and try to get down. You, you know, Brooklyn was abused. So I don't. Whenever he does something. So you let him just run run, I, run wild because he, he <laughs> yeah. might have had somebody yeah. punch him in the face once. It, it, he was over here humping a pillow the other day. And I said, I'll let you get down on that pillow. Because he was abused. No, come on now. I just don't want to do anything to him. He's just such a beautiful, sweet He's soul. fine. He's moved. I feel better now. Me too. Hashtag um, me too. So I had put up. My, so my mama watches my um, my Fallon stuff. Right? Okay, so Yamanika is jumping all over the place. She ain't starting from the beginning. <laughs> Yamanika Saunders has been um, uh, his new correspondent for the late night show yes i've had the, opportunity the tonight to show with jimmy fallon so you've show. been on there three times yes and i'm trying not to say the show too much because i don't want to i'm i enjoy my experiences there and they're positive and i'm not trying to align some crazy little comments that i got that one or two very, people one or two people with uh with the overall of how people receive it and love they it love you um, that, first of all the know. thing the thing about television is if they don't like you they don't bring you back that's true. And you've come back I several have. times. So I've that means they back. like you. And and, and you come back to talk about actual real things that are happening in social issues and politics. Yeah. And they need a black woman's perspective. And you're unapologetic about being a black woman who's given a perspective. Like, that's why you're there. It's not nobody else could do it. I mean, another black woman. But like, yeah. it's not like something that you you ain't there talking about oranges and, you know. No, no, no. I'm not talking about oranges. Um, I'm in there kicking the real. Now, mm-hmm. my mama hadn't seen the last episode because, mm-hmm. um, you know, my grandfather's not doing well. So they constantly around him or whatever. So she, I think she might have fallen asleep or she couldn't keep her eyes open because she'd been fooling with my grandfather all day trying to get him together. And one of my great uncles called her and said, oh, we saw the thing and it was so amazing. And tell her, you know, she said, I just want to tell you, they said it was so great. And I wish I had seen. I said, you know what? Let me go get the clip for you from YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I know I don't go on YouTube anymore, as we've learned. I don't go on YouTube to look at anything about myself or comments about myself because people are trash. Trash, like super trash. And like, it's not even substantiated trash. It's like. Just trash. Yeah. And so um, I said, let me go on there because my mom's this type of person. You could tell her a thousand times how to get to something, but it, it's like I say, mama, go type my name in and Fallon and it'll come up. Well, you know, I taped your name up and all these videos with squirrels came up and they'd be <laughs> like, well, mama, what else did you put down? What else did, um, did you do? And, and this is the thing about it. 
Hold on a second, ladies and gentlemen. Forbes, get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. And see, the cats do whatever the hell they want because Chloe slowly squishes it. Let me tell you something. He don't think he got to go. Let me tell you This is how they get down. Get get. They do whatever the hell they damn want. Gil, get You think, listen, I done barked at these niggas. I done jumped down their damn throats. Yo, he's mad disrespectful, yo. Yeah, and this is what my mother and him be getting into it. But I, anyway, so I sent the thing to my mama. And I'm sorry we went on this crazy tangent. But I sent I sent the clip to my mama to just email it to her, and the first comment that came up was the craziest shit I had ever heard. So yeah, so from so why for, do we? Con- it was the same thing I would hear with Meredith, right? And here's what I, here's what I say. Yamanika was a co-host panelist on the Meredith Vieira show on NBC daytime syndicated talk show. You've got several different types of blacks. Now this is not to say that I'm not above reproach, mm-hmm. but part of it is. We're not allowed to just have fun as black people. We in, gotta, white, in white spaces. In white spaces. Yeah. Because it's always, we got to be some type of modern example for mm-hmm. this and a modern example for that. So when I go on a show, I am there to bring levity to that show. Because I could just be on CNN or Fox News giving a little rank rundown, you know what I'm saying? And and but we got enough sisters out here that's doing that. Um what's the light skinned girl that's dating common? She's Angela Rye. Angela Rye. She cause she's an she, she's an actual political commentator. Right. That's what I'm saying. And but you're a comedian. She's passionate about yeah. what she's talking about. She's knowledge on what she's talking about. She's got the facts. She knows what she's saying. So there's very little comedy that's needed from her. Mm-hmm. If there is comedy, it's more from her personality, mm-hmm. just being funny, yeah. young. And her eyes and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but it's more, co- you get more comedy from her telling people what time it is with real facts yeah. and running it down. Then, like, let me just go up there. I'm telling you, like, number one, I'm an educated woman, yeah. despite what people may think. Mm-hmm. I'm an educated woman. Number two, let me go up there and have a little time to have. A th- so, what? So so when you looked at the comments, was it overwhelmingly that? It was not, but you know one thing will stick out. See, of course, here's, but of here's, course. here's the thing. What I used to get on Meredith was a lot because I'm a plus size woman, right? Mm-hmm. So you get like these um it would normally be black other black women who wanted to do what I was doing, yeah. right? And I'm not saying white one wasn't shitting on me. I'm just talking about the people that would come out and be vocal of like, I'm this black. Why would they use her? And it's always going to be some fat mammy. And it's always like, just because people sometimes just look, take a look and go, oh, a person's fat. And then they automatically assign um uneducated with mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. automatically assign stupid with that you know why so- do you think that is why do you think that is and it's so interesting because i want to say in most cultures outside of america being fat means being wealthy mm-hmm. like being like the kings you know whoever the chief is or whatever whoever had the most goat and was drinking all that whole milk <laughs> you know you look at king louis was big as shit like yeah. the wealthy people because that meant that you didn't have to go out and work in the fields right so you got to chill out mm-hmm. have somebody fan you get them flowers off your face yeah get that food down yeah your throat. Yeah. yeah eat something and have somebody wipe you behind yeah yeah but it it shifted all of a sudden because here 
because this country is based on the you know the products of slavery mm-hmm. if you're not working then you lazy if you a person yeah. of color and you're not working then you lazy well also it boils down to like the eating structure here is in the reverse right mm-hmm. because the the less you eat and the more you're able to sustain yourself on a little bit of food the thinner you are the more attractive you become mm-hmm. all these things and people will tolerate the bullshit. Let me just put this out here. And this is unprecedented. Tiffany Haddish is taking the world by storm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I personally think Tiffany Haddish is a sweet person when I've encountered her. I haven't. I didn't know her like that, but when I encountered her, she was always a sweet, bold yeah. individual. Tiffany Haddish has become this stand-up extraordinaire. <laughs> now, I'm just being... Free, and I, this is going to sound gully, what I'm about to say, but I just, I'm just i keep, I'm keeping it 100. But you also realize that... She's become... Wait, she's yeah. become a stand-up extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Everybody... She the first stand-up ever in SNL. She just stand, and everybody... Oh, Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish. But what people don't understand is Tiffany Haddish is, first of all, she's a gorgeous girl. Mm-hmm. She has a great spirit. She's got a beautiful struggle story. That she, can't, like, yeah. she can't pronounce names as we saw on Yeah, Oscar but she's more, ta- she's more, ta- you know, she's tangible in a way of like, you don't ever feel like she's coming for you and your crown because she there's a lot of humility with her story. She's a foster uh-huh. kid, raised by aunt, a grown grandmother, this and that, didn't have all this, run away or whatever. She, you know, like everything's just a tragic turn after that, homeless, this, this and that. So you go, that's somebody I'm rooting for. Also, on top of it, she's thin. She's gorgeous. We, we behind her a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Stand-up-wise, we think, nobody's seen Tiffany Haddish's stand-up, and I put it like that. Oh, you know. Because no, if anybody has seen her stand-up, they would not be saying that she. this is where she, and this is like, no, whatever the way. The stand-up ain't ain't at the status and the level of where of the, the acclaim. comedic, but it, it, the acclaim first first and foremost, but more importantly, to the level of capability that she has in being a physical actress and a comedic actress. Mm-hmm. So I think when we start getting tied down and all these, it, it, I'm, I'm gonna say part of this because I'm a, I'm a really break. I just figured out what I'm gonna break down with you on the other shit in it. Mm-hmm. People will go, will go, will not, for the most part, it's taken a long time for people to go, I see a little bit of comments on Tiffany Haddish in terms of like, oh, why she up there with all that extra shit, right? And there's no real difference between, I mean, there's an obvious difference between her and I. Mm-hmm. And I don't think our sensibilities or our styles are the same at all. But there's an obvious like, if you're going to say that I went on Fallon and because I'm very animated and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, that I'm a step and fetch a coon. And that those are not the same comments that are given to someone like a Tiffany Haddish all because she's reached this acclaim yeah. and she's also thin and what's considered to be also beautiful because it's like you're seeing two things night and day. There's no real difference between her going out there and authentically being herself than me going out authentically. But it's like, who this fat bitch thinks she is? And why they put that fat because bitch you in know And why? every time we see somebody as a fat because bitch. People aren't people aren't used to a, a larger woman or a plus size woman being comfortable with their body you being comfortable with your body makes other people uncomfortable and they feel like how do you have the audacity to be okay with your body 
And so they're looking at you being like, it's like when you are when it's like when you see somebody on the Apollo. Remember when you Apollo? I guess they brought it back with Steve Harvey. And somebody comes out to sing and they terrible mm-hmm. and then you know they're about to get booed yeah. and you're like, Oh, why would they put them on there? They know they're gonna get booed. Right. They should they know they can't sing that song. Why are they right. out there like that? How they why would they have the and you thinking you think that they know that they terrible. Right. And they thinking, No, I'm amazing. What are you talking yeah. about? The only difference is I'm not terrible. No, I know you're not terrible. Right. What I'm saying it's like the perception is like I feel like this person shouldn't be up there. Right. So why do they feel like they should be up there? A lot of it is like, and this is what the second part of my post was. Mm-hmm. I there's a brother that will remain nameless. You want to tell me after we finish? I tell right? you who. I tell you straight up, damn it. So this dude. So another, a comic put up a post. This was about um, a couple months ago. A, a black comic put up a post with a bunch of black comics in the picture and they said black excellence, hashtag black, black excellence. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, 70% of black men in this photo is dating white women or married to white women. So let's just call it, let's just say excellence, <laughs> right? Cause my biggest pet peeve is niggas who want to be a part that they so woke, they so down, they want to be the head of the march and all this other shit. But guess what? Uh, Martin Luther King was ahead of the march with Coretta. He was not Rachel Delzal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of it is like, if you're not taking, and, and that's not to say you can't be in a mixed relationship and not understand the struggle, but part of it is a lot of you niggas want to say you dealing in the struggle and you not really dealing in the struggle. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, everything about your life is so that you can avoid the struggle, namely getting with a white woman so you can have an easier life according to you. Because not a lot of these brothers that are getting with white women getting with white women because they like Sally or whoever the hell she may be as an individual mm-hmm. as much as they like oh um you know the nigga I used to fuck with he come to find out he loved white women and mm-hmm. how he get down and everything to him is like white women are this and white you know it's like oh that's but you because you a hood nigga that ain't used to shit so obviously you think white women are the epitome of everything and you couldn't even understand that I was a black girl that grew up in an upper you know middle class family mm-hmm. so like I get it but don't be a part of the struggle. So I have been the same person to say, this nigga step and fetch. I have been the same person to say, cool, yeah. this and that. So when I did that post, when I put that up there, and there was a lot of it was tongue in cheek because I like fucking around with niggas anyway. He took offense to it, whatever. I didn't really pay him no kind of mind because I don't, I mean, I just wanted to pay him any mind anyway as a person. This is one you know? of the people in the photo about black excellence. Yes. Who happens to not be with a black woman. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and I just don't pay to do no mind. I pay the only reason why I paid that thing of mine because the person that posted it it's up is my friend, and yeah. I pay mine too. And then, a couple uh, about a month or two later, another c- duo of comics mm-hmm. that we know put up something they had the nigga on their podcast, whatever situation. And I said, Oh, I said something, it was just some funny shit, like I'm carrying it over for whatever. Yeah. And he said something about it shouldn't matter, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I went on, because I'm getting to the point now. I I went on his, I said, what is his deal? I said, really? I was like, why is he, he really taking it up a notch? Mm-hmm. I like, like some of this is like, nigga, let's just like, whatever, whatever. So I go on his page and I see on his page, he has a post. When black women see black women and a white man, they cheering and hooraying. And when they see a black woman and a black man, I mean, a, a black man and a white woman, they tan their hair out. And I said, I said, wow. So I wrote on the thing. I said, hashtag coon. 
<laughs> Hashtag coon is what you left on this comment. Yeah, I put the thing down. I said coon. Uh-huh. So that's did he delete part- it or he left it up there? Oh well, first of all, I wasn't following him, but he blocked me. <laughs> so I was like, I think he was following me. I was not following him. Um, but I so I understand making okay. So now that people have been coming for you, but he was a coon. Do you understand? Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He legit is a coon. What I could not understand is, and this is why I don't want to say too much. He writes for I'll say a person of color mm-hmm. that happens to be a woman, mm-hmm. and I thought, what a what a disgrace that a black dude who would write for a woman of color mm-hmm. has this type of perspective about black women. Mm-hmm. I could see if I went on Fallon and I'm saying some shit about black men. I'm actually, every time I go in there, I try to say some positive things about black people. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing I quoted us, you know, we quoted about, you know, how if Oprah becomes president, you know, hopefully she'll fix all this stuff where black men go to jail, you know, 20% longer mm-hmm. than white men for the same crimes. Yeah. You know, I said every black woman is queen for this year. Yeah. You know, I said, I'm saying positive shit. I said the last one I did about the Doug Jones thing, I said black women, we saved it. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about like, I'm putting a conversation out there and I think it's a stepping stone. Give me a fucking chance to like step with this. This mm-hmm. is not like I'm Tyler Perry out here with legacy after legacy of cooning and buffooning. Yeah. And even that, I've, I've tapered back on that Tyler Perry shit because my thing is like, there's people that like like there's people that get down yeah. with that and i think like you said there's different types of black people there's different, type, there's different types of people period and i right. think if you just say without the race or without politics there's different type of people do you, you have your your not low intellect but like your low brow your low brow humor mm-hmm. you know like prat falls and physical comedy and fart jokes and all that stuff and you know niggas be like and bitches be like that's a certain you know low caliber for me type of comedy right then you have the people who are a little bit more sophisticated and then you have the super highbrow dry sarcastic humor people so i think there's something for everybody and i and i agree with you like sometimes i see like some of that low caliber stuff and i'm like why does this person have all these follows and why do people like this and all they're doing is calling people loud and shitting on them and being like negative but some people operate on that and that's all they know. You know what I mean? That's but all they know. Even that, you know what I was thinking to myself um, the other day? I said, when I was growing up, my grandmother, may she rest in peace, uh, Grandma, I love you so much. She loved watermelon. And I couldn't stand watermelon. I would, you know, I went to an all-white school. So mm-hmm. it was constantly like, oh, well, black people eat watermelon and chicken. And so I was like, I didn't want to eat watermelon. Because I was like, why would I be eating watermelon? Just let them obviously call me a nigga and act like a nigga in front of them. Mm-hmm. So I would not eat watermelon. And then when I got old, I was like, yo, I damn love watermelon. Mm -hmm. I love watermelon. And then I said, you know what? So what? I love watermelon. So what? It's like, you know, I think sometimes we as black people internalize the things that are negatives Mm -hmm. on us and go, well, this is better. It's no no different than the black guy that's with a white woman because he thinks that lifestyle is better. Mm -hmm. You understand? Not necessarily that you love her. And that's the same thing for a a black girl who's with a white guy just because, well, I don't want to deal with the... If you're with anybody other than the fact that you love them and there's some advantage or disadvantage, then there's a problem. 
But I'm tired of like, I grew up in the suburbs of Maryland. Mm -hmm. I, I did not sound like this when I was growing up and it wasn't forced for me not to sound like this. Mm -hmm. This is, this voice you hear is the experience that I've experienced in my life, especially since becoming, coming to New York, getting tougher, independent, more uh, uh, reliant on myself. This is a voice of an experienced grown woman. Mm -hmm. I, w I didn't sound like that when I was younger. It was like a lot of like, oh my God, and you know, blah, blah. And everybody said, oh, you sound like a little white girl. And then there's people that try to achieve that. Mm -hmm. But my thing is like, that ain't no plus either. Yeah. <laughs> that it just to sound intelligent, we got to stop like, we got to stop equating everything that's intelligent and bright and positive as people of color to things that are white. Mm -hmm. What the reason why, you know, people go, Oh, well, soul food and this and that, da, 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 da. And people are like, I don't want people to know that I eat chitlins and all that shit because have you ever had chitlins? You fucking had chitlins too. I've never had chitlins. In you my may life. not have known. No, 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 you no, no, had no. I would have listened. I will tell you one thing. My family, my family, never tried to sneak no shit on your plate like it was never oh, no, it was man. never no taste at the time what you think it is no 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 no. like maybe if it was like liver or something like that but yeah. when it came to chitlins it was a disclaimer like sign this and let us know that you gonna eat this shit yeah of your own fruition it was no I've slick never, slicking no chitlin down your throat i've i've eat well let me tell you something when i was about um, how did they do 11, they put do they put a table a, a cap full of my bleach? grandmother never forced us to eat the did shit. she put bleach in it and clean it with bleach? I, I think I'm, i can remember her making it twice we would eat it a lot of when we go down south and run around her people's house everybody had chitlins and this and that but i felt like chitlins was just a new year's thing you're not just eating chitlins on a oh, tuesday oh people eating chitlins on the rags oh my god on the rags let me tell you my something. mother tried to make chitlins one year for a school project we had no she and we did, did yes not. and we didn't clean them things and the house smelled like I what mean, the fuck were you about to feed chitlins at like a, a, a <laughs> it was food like a, fair it, it was, yeah it was one of those international like bring your hair ain't nothing shit. international about chitlins <laughs> my niggas what yeah, did you, you think from china no you thought you thought it was a good idea you, it was your idea to, to pick yeah, what I you said, wanted your parents we made to make. chitlins of cornbread but that's because I had a hustle at my my first school that I grew up, the all white school I went to. You put we were selling cornbread and telling them it was African cakes, <laughs> <laughs> and we were selling them shits for twenty dollars. Yo, me and my grandmother was foul. We were selling them cakes. Yeah, we were selling. We get a box of Jiffy, spread that shit out, get some milk, get a little bit of Carnation sweet milk. Bop that up in there, make the put it in a little thing, let the crackle shit happen on the top of it. Be like, yo, African cakes. We were selling to these white people for twenty dollars a pop. A what pop. made y'all decide to start selling African cakes? Because we did people. a back, we did a bake sale. This is I could not believe the white people didn't know what, know what cornbread is. I'm from Maryland. I'm like none of you motherfuckers had cornbread. Because it's not that south. Maryland is not. That I know, south. but well, it's southern in New York. You know who you had to argue with? Uh, don't say Sloan, because her and I argued at a restaurant last week about. Uh, uh, um, Maryland. I said, bitch. Is she from there? No, I'm from there, but she want to say, oh, it's the South. I said, no, bitch, it's not the South. I mean, it's, 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 it's below the Mason Dixon line, line, but when anything that's touching that line up there, yeah. to, trust me, go to Maryland and tell me if you think Maryland the damn South. No, 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 it's not. But anyway, we did a big sale and um, they were like, oh, what are these cakes? What are these cakes? My mama, we see, you know, because you have to man your own little station and yeah. shit. So it was like, we had the, I think it was fifth grade because we had like the fifth grade table, all the years had the table. And we, my grandma was like, what are they talking about cakes? I mean, I'm coming back. And my grandma said, it started with one lady. 
uh, asking if she could make could she make the you know for her whatever she give her some money and then started taking orders right there and I started putting taking orders aside. oh yeah and I would and you know how black girls you know how we when we fresh braid our hair we got the little dragon tail mm-hmm. and we don't do the under like the white girls yeah, do we yeah. do the little bump at the top yeah I was charging bitches five dollars a pop to do the nigga braid on their damn hair during um recess cornrow yeah I was popping a little thing yeah. down they giving them little dragon tails I was five dollars a pop. I had my little gloves and shit, my little rubber bands. I put get some little water brush, get it together, put a little, you know. I put grease in there to hold that shit together, so they ain't had to come back. Uh, and they took it out the next morning when they washed their hair and came to school. So they paid five. I'm like, wrap your hair up at night. They be like, what? 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 Wrap it with what? She said, wrap it. Reynolds wrap. We don't know, mom. I have no idea. That probably Um. Yeah, so chitlins, absolutely not. Yeah, I had chitlins. They're not bad. They have a very vinegary. But my thing is, when you came to school for International Food Day and put that, this was my school at no. So International Food Day was when I was going to school in L.A. And then we decided to do chitlins, like a southern thing. Oh wait, so you sold chitlins in Los Angeles? Yeah, this was in Los Angeles. So when you got there with the chitlins, what what did they say? Did they eat them? Oh, we didn't get there with the chitlins. Why? Because my mother was like, my grandmother was like, y'all didn't clean the things out. We didn't clean the chitlins out. Oh. So our whole house smelled like poo-poo and doo-doo in the morgue. Oh, 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 oh. So we had to we had to sleep with the windows open for like three days. I mean, it was crazy up in there. Oh, because y'all, because you and your mother was trying to make chitlins and yeah, your grandmother. Yeah, the internet was really popping. So, you know, when you go on Google and be like, how many So people? your mama called your grandma like, ma, that ain't right. I mean, they don't smell No, like- I told my mama, I said, ma, do that smell right to you? That don't smell right. But my thing is, who is still selling chitlins uncleaned? At this point, you should fucking clean them I don't before think you, you sell can them. get. I don't think chitlins are processed like that. I think like you thinking of like, um, you know, where people are really taking advantage. I don't think anybody who's eating chitlins ain't shit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like they ain't no organic. That's like it, the pig's intestines. No, I know, but I just felt like they should, like you know, squeeze a little Ouija through that bitch. No, I don't think. I think the things that get processed are fruits and vegetables. You know, like cleaned and like meats. Now, when people want organic meat, and they got, but ain't nobody looking for no organic chitlins. Um, and first, okra, of all, first of all, all they all are, they got to be organic. Fried okra. Let me tell you something. I fried like fried okra, okra. I had with cornbread. Okra. I had pickle okra for the first time this past summer in Savannah, Georgia. So good. Is it fried? No, it's just pickled. Oh, I can't. It's, it's still pickled. slimy though, right? No, it's like it's like crunchy. It's like a it's like a pickle. Oh, it is. Yeah, but it's okra. Yeah, my grandmother used to get on my nerves with that okra. She loved her some slimy okra. You said fried okra. Oh, you don't like you like fried. I okra. like fried okra, but I don't like the the stewed one with I the like slime. It. I love it. I eat it I with the slime. Mm. I'm like, cause it's if it, it tastes like like um snails. Like it felt I've like never it was sna- snails. I know, but it felt like you were having snails. But anyway, I still like to say. We got to start putting value in stock as people in the things that we do. When people, like, I, I, I talk now on stage, I'm like, everybody was trying to make fun of, like, black people eat chicken back. Will you tell me how many motherfucking meats is out there? We all eating chicken. You act like, oh, motherfuckers eating uh, b- buffalo and wine, a rhino and shit on the regular. You out here eating ostrich and shit? No. When we go to the store, there's chicken, there's Turkey, beef, turkey and beef pork. and that and pork and that's it and you'll be lucky some places you can even find pork mm-hmm. you got chicken is the main thing that we got we got all kinds of levels of chicken we got a whole chicken we got sliced chicken breast we got parts of chicken chicken livers all kinds of chicken. Yeah. everybody eating chicken but somehow black people done got in their mind 
oh, that's embarrassing that we eat chicken. Oh, y'all eat fried chicken. Yeah, but guess what? When I lived on 72nd between 2nd and 3rd over there in Lily White Land over there in Manhattan and on, the, on the Upper East Side where they mm-hmm. hardly let anybody but Jews and whites live, mm-hmm. there was a KFC right there in that bitch. And guess what? I barely was there. Every time I went over there, there was a line out the door with nothing but white people. White people and Jews. And they probably shut that shit down. They ain't there no more. Well, it's not there anymore because they, they were doing a lot of renovation over there because, you know, they're trying to put that um, subway line in there. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is white people eating KFC, too. Yeah. White people eating Popeye's, too. Mm-hmm. Love that chicken from Popeye's. Guess what? That ain't just niggas in there. If you listen to the chorus, it's a couple of white voices back there, too. That's Zatarain's <laughs> nigga that you ain't never seen him on the box, but I heard that was a white man. They like all that shit, too. Okay, so now let me ask you this. What? How, how have you changed your approach to the comments that you leave on people's social media? Like I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't because like part of it is it, it's one, you know, some people that have had constructive criticism, like criticism when they engage me and they start to have a conversation with me or they really start to look at my catalog of what's out there. They go, yo, I was wrong. I have a lot of people who go, yo, I didn't realize, because I understand the first time uh, uh, experiencing me, it feels like a a, 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 um, Barnum and Bailey show. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It feels like a circus. I get that. I'm not not traditional anything, right? But I have the gloss of, a black woman that's sassy and gonna keep it real. But if you start, if you spend enough time with me and talk with me, you'll realize there's a lot of layers to who I am. I can turn on the sass. I can turn on all of that. I can be all of that. I can be hood. I can be smart, you know? And I mean, I don't even want to say smart because it's not to say that hood is not smart. People in the hood have a level of intelligence that causes them to be able to survive and circumvent yeah. some of the stuff they had to deal with in the hood. It's different things. They know they know how to, to work the metric system. Right. <laughs> but you know, but true, but you know, some people like I have a friend of mine, um, I'm not gonna mention her name, but she's the best friend of mine. You know, we we've known each other for many, many years. Mm-hmm. We've we've fallen apart um over time. And I just think like mm-hmm. life just put us in different mm-hmm. um situations and scenarios. But she went on to Yale. She was a gifted, beautiful woman, mm-hmm. beautiful dancer, trained dancer, ballet, all of that. Went on to Yale to um, study biochemistry mm-hmm. and graduated PhD um, at the top of one of the top of her class at Yale. Very intelligent black woman. Mm-hmm. And she grew up on the other sides of the tracks from where I grew up. But she still had, she had a loving family like she grew up like, Pole, they just was on a you know a, yeah. a different other side of tracks, and um, loving family the whole nine. And I remember her and I would talk all the time. And she says, "Well, you know, I made I did better for myself, and I made better, and no one has any excuses." And I said, "But you know what? You got to remember." I said, "You and I were really we didn't grow up in no hood. even the other side of the tracks from where I was wasn't no damn hood." Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So it's like. We, if not for the situation that we're in, we we come from a group of people that have been brought in this country economically and socially disenfranchised. And I know a lot of people who have come over from Ranton that listen to you are like, they've heard me say that a thousand times mm-hmm. about a, a how we've been put here. Yeah. And then we also abuse ourselves. That's not to say that 
if there's a person of color doing some shim sham shit, I don't feel like I can call them out. Yeah, I'm gonna call you out for your shim sham shit. Yeah. But I'm gonna take a little more grace with the people in that look like me because I know it's not easy for us. Yeah. And it's easy to say, well, it's thugs out there and they killing each other and why they doing that? And it's like, yeah, I don't like that there's black on black crime. I think that's ridiculous. But at the same time, you understand these people are being put in an environment mm-hmm. where number one, they allowed to kill each other because they ain't allowed to go in a white neighborhoods and kill the white people. Yeah. They, why? Cause they know the shit would be stopped. So they number one allowed to do the shit. And number two, um, a lot of times in a competitive situation for territory or what, whatever little respect. And right. That's why when people say, Oh, black people are looking for respect and respect. Respect is very important to us mm-hmm. because we don't get it. Yeah. So that's why we're willing to kill for it. Mm-hmm. And, until we start to go in and clean up some of the people, the black people that have the mentality to do better and know to do better until we can start going in. And I know sometimes people don't want to, I, I get it. You don't go back and deal with these niggas because these niggas is a problem. You know what I'm saying? But mm. we got to find some way to kind of like go back and, and, and give a word or a message or an outreach or something and try our best that we can to help bring people forward because that's our biggest problem as black people yeah. is that we don't help each other move forward. We go somewhere and then we leave. Uh, Jewish people don't do that. Gay people don't do that. Yeah. Italians don't do that. Chinese people, you know, Asians across the board, Africans, a certain, you know, like we don't only, African-Americans are the only ones that be like, let me get mine and then buy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like that, I'll, I'll accept you telling me, like, yeah. wake the fuck up. But don't act like I can't have fun and also be fun. And that, you know, one of the comments is like, oh, well, look at her up there with her little puppet master grinning and cheesing for the white man. And I'm like, let me tell you something. I don't even have to be on the Jimmy Fallon show. Do you understand? Like, yeah. that's his show. Mm-hmm. He don't even have to let me up there. Yeah. So the fact that he would even let me up there has been nothing but generous and gracious to me and allow me to come in the middle of his damn monologue. Yeah, that's a major. They don't, they've never even done that before. Uh, Monique ain't never did that for me. Ooh, I knew he was going to find a way to bring him. <laughs> I knew he was going to find a way to bring him. Now, I agree. I agree. I recently was on Essence Now, which is a weekly uh, live Essence show. It Makeup was popping. It was looking really good. Thanks to the white lady that beat my face. Um, it comes on their Facebook page and on Essence Now. Um, so anyway, so we talked about Monique, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I made some points about, you know, one, I do think that she should receive more than the 500000 just over GP. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that. I do think that, you know, it is unfair how corporations look or, or overlook women of color. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you made some really great points. The, the, the same token is that we can't expect corporations to give us that much respect when our own community doesn't give it that much respect. Because as soon as she came out with her post, black men and comics and everybody was doing a Monique challenge talking to you about how absurd it is and i just ladies and gentlemen also remember if you want to get a uh, even more in depth to this conversation you have to run over the rant and raven we about to cuss this shit out yeah because i i got to i got to break it down but i i will tell you this i really felt like one of the problems with um with monique but her approach was wrong all right so i saw a post on social media it's a picture of her standing in that hallway. With the trophy case? No, 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 no. This is the first video. So okay. somebody took a, a screenshot of her standing in the hallway of the first video when she's making this announcement. But they made the meme that says, hey, my loves, 
I would like you to stand with me and boycott McDonald's. I ordered a 20-piece nugget and was only offered two <laughs> dipping sauces. Wendy's offered someone four sauces for a 10-piece. And Taco Bell gave 590 sauces to someone for one taco. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, even though that's a funny meme, but we, black po- folks, love shitting on black women. We love, first of all, we love shitting on each other, period. But really, when it comes to black women, men and women will just fucking alley-oop that, yeah, that, that slam dunk. Yeah, but part of it is like, then she needs to, as vocal as she was about that Netflix shit, she needs to do another video and go, my sisters and my brothers, I'm disappointed in you. The The reality is, I couldn't bet, I I haven't, I, I've, I've said something on, a, I think, uh, one other podcast, I talked a little bit about it on Dustin's, uh, Chapin's podcast. I haven't really put up anything, we're going to get into it at, on, on uh, ranting, but if you want me to stand beside mm-hmm. you, show that you, you actually give a fuck about the community. And not only that, don't don't do the shit that you do. Yeah. Don't do the video that you do. But your problem is a lot thicker than you you could imagine because your problem first starts with maybe take that bun down. <laughs> Because every time you have your hair up in a bun, it's a video that doesn't need to be. I don't know if you're cutting off the circulation to your brains. You know, I don't know if they putting the pop, bobby pins in too damn tight. Shut up, y'all. The thing is, is that you can ask for change without shitting on other people. The fact that she's constantly shitting on Amy Schumer, whether you think she's funny or not, that dilutes your mo- your moment. See, this is what, and I wish I knew her. I wish I, I, I wish I knew no, her you people. Don't. You don't I mean, I don't want to know, but no. I wish I, I wish she could get the message. Monique, this is how you should have done this situation. Hello, my loves. Recently, I was offered 500000 for a Netflix special. I declined because I feel as a woman who's had a 20 plus year career, who's won an Oscar, not Oscar award, who's sold out shows all across the country and the world. I could, you know, garner a little bit more money mm-hmm. without saying anybody else's name. But since Netflix does not believe in my legacy, I am now going on a 100 city tour called Priceless. Uh And I'm coming to a city near you and I'm going to be showcasing some of the newest, hottest talent in comedy because I want to open the door and kick it open for everybody to see that women of color or people of color are funny and we are here to stay. Go to mywebsite.com, pick up these tickets right the fuck now. I see you in two months. Have a call of action. You don't just mm-hmm. go up there and ask people to boycott Netflix. First of all, that don't make you no money, and that don't make me no money. That that's no Baby, experience. Uh, I want to tell everybody to Netflix boycott Netflix because of gender and race inequality. But see, the thing is, when one meanwhile decides- they got an African American tab. <laughs> <laughs> and they got a LGBT tab. And they got an Africa tab. My Africa tab. And watched a lot of Nigerian movies. That's what on I'm Netflix. saying. Like you not even doing the Shout research. Shout out to the wedding party. I can't, Chloe. We got to do this on mine. No, I know. We gonna do it. We gonna get it, ladies um, and gentlemen. I'm gonna be back. <laughs> Where you going? <laughs> um, no. I, so did you see? Did you see uh, Kevin Hart posted photos of people who was trolling him? He posted their photos. No, Kevin Hart. What is this photos. now? You know, because everybody's Did like, this just happen? Mm-hmm. because everybody's like, listen, you ain't gonna be, you know, coming at me crazy. I'm gonna show you what it feels like. Do you think that's fair? Like, you get to that point, you gonna be, you know, screenshotting people who's coming at you. 
I mean, I do that shit. I would like to do that shit now. I feel like now I would do it. I'm, if I got like 50 or 60 million dollars like Kevin Hart, oh, ciao. Happy turned up Tuesday people on this beautiful Tuesday morning. I want to shine a light on four individuals that desperately need it. I choose to spread love, not hate, but these choose to spread hate. These are the pictures of internet trolls. You should never get upset at what internet trolls say because a hundred percent of the time they are not happy with themselves or their lives. Now I could slaughter these people with a variety of comedic insults, but I'm not, I'm wishing, Oh, put some all out here. Beautiful day. PS. I couldn't help myself. She looks like Arsenio hall in the face. Hashtag. She has a pair of sweatpants that she made into a thong in her ass. Hashtag. That's a pubic on his head hashtag that's just too much uh face in this photo god bless i love everybody okay but how were they trolling him though i don't know but look at the pictures Ugh. yeah you know i have i have an opinion about this i think that if you why are a, you even seeing them you got millions of followers is what i'm saying you can but, see these people no, but bitch you just sat up here and said the motherfucking first comment on a I youtube got 12, video thousand people who follow me no but you saying that you went to youtube and jimmy fallon's youtube account has a shit ton of people that follow him you yet when you looked at the video of your appearance that one fucking comment stuck out in your mind so it doesn't matter if you have a million followers and your name is kevin hart if somebody says something crazy about you your wife or your kids no i you get gonna it, see but, it but dear where is he seeing it what i'm saying is it's three thousand comments where he's seeing these comments at because by the time you get to refreshing a page that's got he's got don't what matter. you 50 million listen, people following him hate has a way of finding you oh I mean, I, what what I love is, though, is, like, are there just people of color um, playing him? Because, you know, he don't like to get too dicey political and talk about his blackness. So I just feel like I'm sure there's some, some white people that was coming for you, too, that you could have threw up I don't in the think, mix. I don't think, because, you know, black people, we the best at everything we do. So I don't <laughs> think, I don't think, oh, I, don't, I don't think a white woman came on his page and was like, your baby ain't cute. I don't think a white woman would have saying no shit. Oh, like this that. is about the baby. I don't know what it is, but I'm just I'm sure well, whatever that it sounds is. Stupid, but part of it's like your baby cute. Your baby's cute. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is. I'm gonna oh, talk I, about the hair. I'm gonna talk about it here. Okay, let's talk about it here. That way, I ain't gotta bring it up because we gonna Monique thing. Like, let's get into this. Okay, so we're all comedians. Yam and I. Are you both, got another piece of cookie? <laughs> Yam and I are both. <laughs> Um, I want confused like Jenga. No, it's just chocolate, chocolate oh, chip. Oh man, no, 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 that's okay. Um, Yam and I are both stand-up comedians, and the stand-up comedian world is very close, right? Yeah. Even if you're not literally close to somebody, you know, you hear things about them. Yeah. So for the past couple weeks, there's been a female comedian who has been live streaming, posting, um, fr- fr- frantically fanatically fanatically yeah. fanatically on her account yeah. and i'm not gonna say her name because i don't want to bring any more attention to her but she is in the midst of a mental shift yeah let breakdown. me know when i can bring in some a little bit of backstory okay so she's in the middle of she's in the middle it of a, a breakdown she's in the middle of a, a mental breakdown um she's dedicating a lot of her time and energy to a celebrity um you know i guess you can say it's a little bit of like cyber stalking if you want to say that her family um tried to 
help her out. They created a GoFundMe page. They live in another state, so they used the money from that to come here and get her. But, you know, thanks to President Ronald Reagan, who uh, pretty much shut down most of the mental health facilities and made it so that if you are a mental health person, that you still have, you know, the ability to say yes or no. So nobody can get you, nobody can commit you. And it, you know, it's a twofold thing, of course, you know, because there was a time in American history where, like, if somebody didn't like you, they'd be like, she's crazy, lock her up, and they would lock right, you up. Right. So, of course, you give more rights to a person, but when there are situations when it's clear, clear. that the Common person sense. needs help, now it's a police situation, and the police got to decide whether or not to believe the person or to leave the person that thinks you need help. So long story short, she was committed um, for a period of time, just like a 72 hour hold or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then she was released on her own recognizance before her family could come and help get her back to her hometown. So since then, she's been roaming around New York City, checking in at Starbucks and McDonald's, you know, posting videos of herself singing and all this other stuff. And clearly she's homeless. Like she's clearly homeless. You know, there was a video the other day where she was at a McDonald's and a guy was like, you got to go. Like, you need to leave. Like, you, you smell you, you, like you've been here all, for a couple hours. She's not sleeping. Um, and it raises a good issue of everything. One, mental health, mm-hmm. self-awareness, self-preservation, trolling. Because a lot of people in her comments, when she go on live being like, yeah, girl, you killing it. You looking good. And I'm so happy you out here. And you so funny. And you so talented. You screw your family. They don't know what you're talking about. They lying on you, girl. And other people are like, no, but you need help. You know, so of course it's like, it's, it's like, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. And, you know, I watch it cause I want to make the show that she's okay. You know, I'm hoping sometimes like if I'm in a city, I, I could like figure out where she is, but you know, she's at that point where she's paranoid. So even if you were to go up to her, it was an instance when a woman went up to her, somebody went up to her and she was like, why are you here? Who sent you? What you want from me? You just go up to anybody coming up to you. So first of all, the woman that went up to her was not prepared. Oh, she definitely was not prepared. And I think there was a little bit of hateration in her. Sometimes people that come to help you ain't always there to help you. She wanted, I think that woman came there. She wanted to have herself in front of 50,000 people that that's following that girl. That girl has 50,000 fans. People are keeping their eyes watched on this thing. And that girl wanted to have put herself in that. Yeah. You know why I agree with you on that? Because the camera was on her. And at no point did she say, you know what? I'm sorry to intrude. That was not my intention. You have a good day. She kept, she stood there. She stood there and knew that she was being put on camera. And at the very least, just say to the girl at some point, go, listen, I'm not, you, you can turn that camera on all you want or or off or whatever you want to do. I'm not here for the theatrics. I think you need help. And a reason why I think you need help is because I'm watching you on the videos looking like you need help. I live mm-hmm. in New York City. All I want to do is offer you help. You either you want the help or you don't, but you have people that are concerned about you. Yeah. And that's what should have been said. And then he can leave if there's if it's not going anywhere. But I've had people that quote wanted to help me, right? Sometimes people are like, okay, I just want to help you. And it's like they want to give you more shit and, and more tricky shit to come yeah. along with that than a little bit. Yeah. Um true. one of the things when I first heard about this story, um, can I tell the source of how I heard about the story? How did you hear about the story? You told me about it. Okay, yeah, I did tell you about it. You sent me a, a, I, I a sent message you, to, to no, ask I me if I knew the, the girl. I sent to help. you to GoFundMe. 
someone sent yeah. me so basically you her keep family, it hush yeah so basically they her family created this GoFundMe and it got around to the in a comedy community because she's a comedian mm-hmm. and with the family to the family's credit with the GoFundMe they didn't want the GoFundMe to be public like right. it was out there but they weren't promoting it they were just saying share with share within the community of people that know her and care about her so yeah. I got it in, in, a, in a private message it wasn't like I wasn't tagged on a post that was public right. but then of course because motherfuckers are dumb oh what's this oh people acting like they're raising money for her she that's not, is it going to her and that's the, is it really her family and all the shit is kind of like yeah it's because you don't want to like one of the things I think we don't deal with mental health issues no, we don't. in the black community number one because even when we have a, a break from reality we don't get reprieves, right? So if, if if a white man decide he want to go down the streets today and kill a bunch of people, the, at some point in time they're gonna go, well, he was all he's off his Z pack yep. and he, you know, was having delusion, and then and his great grandfather was a psychiatrist who made a bad deal with mm-hmm. the devil, and he got you know it'd be excuses for days. And so then many black people are legitimately mentally traumatized by the ex- most of the experiences that we have just being black which is already a somewhat of a mental and emotional disorder and PTSD the, and, I, right I, yeah PTSD is real and in the black we community expected to hold mm-hmm. it together also you don't people don't realize that when you come from an oppressed people that PTSD or lack of a better term whatever you want to call it is passed down genetically because you are taught, you are taught, and you you your, your senses feel what you should, which your limits are, what you should and shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. because of years before you of, go fuck it, yeah. And when I saw the girls, the GoFundMe and thing, instantly I was like, well, let's let's get our clothes on. And this was the night before we had that big snowstorm. Yeah, Yamanika was like, you know what's about to snow, so we gotta go get this girl. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm putting my boots on right now. We gonna go get her. I'm in my girl, place in Brooklyn, like, girl. I mean, listen, girl. I didn't even wash my ass. I would have been sitting here the whole damn day, just really in my own misery because mm-hmm. I was like just so tired and overworked and like didn't want to get on this project and just trying to play in GTA, trying to forget eating horribly, even though I'm supposed to be eating good. And I. I threw my clothes on. I went out in my hamper and got some shit. Threw some clothes on. And was like, let me go out there. Because my thinking was like... It's about to snow. It's about to snow, but it's like she obviously is in Manhattan. I don't think... Because I'm thinking she doesn't... She couldn't know that much about New York City. Because her people don't even seem like they know much about New Mm -hmm. York City. You know what I'm saying? Like they've even had experience like, oh, my sister told me how I was in New York. So I'm like... She can't go far. It wasn't until I called another comic, and they was like, "Well, bitch, go check and see where she is now, because she might not even be at the place that you." Did. Of and, course. And not. then when I, by the time I checked, I was like, "Oh, well, she is some other location." So, um, and I, you know, I told another friend. I said, "Listen, we gotta go." I said, "You know, um, I'm letting you know." And people were like, "Let's call the police." And it's like, it's it's a shame that even in this day and age, we can't just up and call the police when it's a person of color. You can't. Because I was like, I don't want them to kill her. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the state we live in. We gotta fix our yeah. own shit. And it, and it was just for me. It was like it's dangerous. New York City is a tough place to live, even when you have your faculties and all your shit together. Yeah. Now you've compounded with your out of towner 
traipsing around this city, which is like a city that never sleeps, and it ain't sleeping because it's constantly trying to destroy you. And people don't realize that you are in a frail mental state right now. Right. And also, you don't have any money, is you know, because that's what they said on the go for me that she don't have no money, so she's like eating and you know dashing on a bill, which is a problem because if a restaurant call the cops on you, they're not trying to hear that you don't have no money. Right. You're gonna get arrested. Yeah. So you know, and then now you in a system, and that's a whole nother thing. And it's like we do really need to do a better, a better thing of dealing with people who, are, who have mental illness and also we also have to have a conversation about it because mental illness doesn't mean forever you know this doesn't mean that she is crazy forever it just means that she could be going through something right now that needs immediate attention well, and she could she bounce lost, back from it they said she lost her mother mm-hmm. and her aunt or something. and her aunt within the span of two months um i lost my grandmother my grandmother was 80 years old mm-hmm. and i still think that's too young uh yeah with all due respect 80 is a long life. Uh, oh, well, you this, think? But, but we could have had another eight years with her. We could have had another 10 years with her, maybe another 20 years. She could have made it to 100. What I'm saying is, like, I, even though my grandmother was 80, I f- still feel like lost and missing a part. Yeah, that, yeah but so that's, I, yeah, that's You know fair. what I'm saying? Like, so how could I, I totally could sympathize with, like, oh, you lost your mother and an aunt who was probably like a mother to mm-hmm. you. And. You is your, your foundation. Your foundation is gone. Yeah. I have a friend right now. He's not even that close to his mother. He's mm-hmm. not even that close. Like his borderline hate. Mm-hmm. And as much I said, I'm telling you, your mother may not be here. I'm, you're going to feel the effects of that. No, 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 no. But he's feeling the effects of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you love your mother or not. You hate your mother or not. It's still That's a person. That's a foundation. That you, yeah, yeah. My grandmother was my foundation. She raised me like my, like a mother. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that that grief grief isn't real and, and grief is definitely a trigger for some people. I do think that. Um, I just wish that we were better equipped as a society to handle people when they have these moments where they need help. Well, more importantly, like I want to sometimes I I think black women get a bad rap. Obviously, I think yeah. we get a bad rap. But sometimes I just want to slap other black women and go, stop <laughs> your bullshit for a second. Yeah. Like instead of like fucking like. You know, I was talking to Chloe. I'm, I'm going to put this all on me. I was talking to Chloe about some shit that involved a couple of sisters that we know. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to rock and support these chicks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, whatever. I'm still going to be like, I'm not going to not support them. Like, we used to be so busy trying to stop each other and like, hey, and like, some, you could tell there's women that are obviously jealous because this girl, before she went down this path, she was an attractive girl. Mm-hmm. You know, attractive, doing things, and Good then you fo- got she had a big following on yeah. Facebook and social media, yeah. And now you got bitches out here who already was like either just following her to see her fail or fall, mm-hmm. you know, or who this bitch thinks she is. And the minute they get an opportunity to see the bitch fall, I don't want to call her a bitch, but you don't see her fall. It's like, oh, that's the only way you stop calling a woman a bitch is she's going through a mental breakdown. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I try to check myself in, in general because I just say bitch so much. I don't necessarily I gotta mean stop it. saying white people because because now when you say white people because everybody know white people crazy, then it sounds like you like you you know you ready to fight. So when well, I, white people, when yeah, you say yeah, white yeah. People? like when I say you know because you know because white people and it, it now I also think the flip side of it is like if I was a white person if I kept saying you know because black people and black people so I'm trying not to say it yeah but you know sounds, what you they know, can take a little hit because they no, haven't dealt with I understand but I'm they haven't dealt say most Americans which means white people 
Yeah, I mean, if it's time to call them niggas out, it's time to call them out. White people, this, black people, that. Yeah, I do, I, you Americans. know, I don't do a lot of black white material, but I, I have been doing this weed joke, which is true. About I'm on the white boy weed now, and I said there's a whole different oh, thing because white people ain't got shit to do tomorrow. You yeah. know, black people, we can only get so high because we don't know when the cops trying to kill us, and we got to go to work at eight o'clock. You know, but I've been high two days on this white boy weed, and for the last twenty minutes, I thought I was back up dancing Beyonce at the BET Awards. Mm-hmm. So that you know, there's things, yeah. you know, there's certain things, but um, I just wish black women were kind of like we would champion because sometimes the biggest hate be coming from your sisters, and it's like if if I may be hated by the entire world, but if I could just have my sisters have my back then it don't fucking matter. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't think we understand how powerful we can be. We already get disrespect. And that's not to say that like a bitch like Amarosa don't need to get her check. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get mm-hmm. checked on. And, um, you know, uh, chicks, uh, uh, Stacy Dash don't need to get yeah come for. Mm-hmm. But like, l- let's in-house handle these chicks and on the outside go like, I, we ha- we're, th- we're going to judge jury this shit. We not rocking. We not let putting it. We you know we not gonna hang a Monique out to dry for y'all to fucking see her go down. Yeah. We gonna take the bitch down, but we gonna do that behind closed door. As far as you know, we rocking with this shit. It's like even with the Harvey Weinstein, even people stepping off of this motherfucker, but he still got people that support. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like taking this nigga to dinner for him to even get punched in the face by some. I don't even know why you taking him to dinner. <laughs> it was like oh Harvey Weinstein got punched in the face by some man in a restaurant. His friend took him to dinner. What nigga taking him to dinner? Yeah, but they, but you know what I'm saying? Like they handling it. They like we got this. Don't worry. We getting ready to take this nigga also, down. You know why? Because because you know most of America. No, I didn't say white people. <laughs> most of America understands that once the story is no longer in the limelight, you can get away with it again. Once people stop talking about you, once you're not on the little scroll at the bottom of the news channel, you can kind of go back to your little bit of normal. You know what I'm saying? Because also, um. Most of America is not going to see a Harvey Weinstein in the street be like, get the fuck out of here, you rapist. Black people would do that, though. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Black people would see somebody be like, get this motherfucking blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. here. But, it, it, I mean, that's a whole, that whole Harvey Weinstein thing is a whole nother thing. Um, I mean, but it, seems, it, I just it, it feels record, like so long ago, right? It feels like the shit well, was like every time, I mean, 14 girl, periods ago or some shit. <laughs> when they when they pull Ben Vereen up and they tell me some damn sex fiend Vereen, I was like, these bitches got to stop. Um, you know the 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 Me Too movement is what it is, and the Time Up movement, and I get it. These women are fed up, yeah. and um, I think we got to come to a more of a happier medium mm-hmm. because um, the idea that we just got to believe everybody because they say shit. We know we can't live in a society where Absolutely that kind of shit not. goes down because mm-hmm. then that's the kind of shit that kept us in slavery. That's that's the kind of shit that kept black men being lynched be at the word of a white woman saying that he looked at her or her rat. Mm-hmm. So we can't live in that world either. We got to live in a world that's fair across the board where you really taking these niggas to task as doing the fucked up shit, but you also keeping women accountable for their shit too. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to a happy medium with that. But yeah, I don't have no problem with a Harvey Weinstein going down. What I found, what I found very interesting is like when it, when it comes to sexuality and things like that, that a, a white man will still not have or everybody's saying Jewish is white now, so like I guess we're gonna say Jewish, which is white. But you know, I don't I don't subscribe to all of that. Um, 
But you have a Jewish man here mm-hmm. who, for whatever you believe about Hollywood, whether you believe it's run by the gays or the Jews or whatever you believe it is, there's a strong Jewish community in Hollywood. And for them, for him to do something like that and not even be worried so much that people think he's out here raping bitches Mm -hmm. as much as that he's concerned of like well Lapita I never did that to Lapita he just weren't like of all the shit that he worrying about he not worrying about he just don't want to be associated with no black woman woman. Mm -hmm. and nigga that's be the one that you was really trying to bop with yep but so we got to understand there's a whole bunch of different layers of shit that's going on in this world. And the older I get. How old are you? <laughs> 36. Oh, okay. You're 36. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's not going to hold up in anybody's lie detector test. Let's just say I'm still. I mean, in people. Your 30s. I'm still in my 30s. But barely. Don't it feel weird? It feels weird to know that. I don't feel like we're getting any older, but we're getting older, right? Because I know what I know what 40 and 50 looks like. I know what the year 40 to 49 looks like. I know what the year 50 to 59 looks like. I know what the year 60 to 69 look like and 70 to 79 and on and on and on. And I'm like, I still feel young. But I look back on my life and I go, I've lived a lot of like, do you remember being a kid? Yeah, I I do think that I've lived a good life. I do think that I've had a lot of good good experiences. I do think that um, the way that we age now is different than generations before us. That's true. Um, You know, we are both single women. We Mm -hmm. live alone and we, you know, have pets. And that's the extent of our responsibility. Yeah. And I know that, you know, the, our, our moms and grandmoms didn't have that luxury before to just be like, I'm going to have popcorn for dinner. You know, like we yeah. are not the same level of adults that the, our our adult, our parents were. I sure. Think. Sure. So that's why I feel so weird to me, because it's like I'm 37. Mm-hmm. I just turned 37 and it feels so I'm two years older than Chloe different than 36 I don't know why maybe it's just psychological yeah. because it's like now I'm in my late 30s I just remember turning 30 and going yo I, I could get used to this but I she I was not... excited because when you turn 30 like 30 31 30 33 was like my best year yeah 30 all that 30, 30, early 30, 30s, 30s is you like I'm, I'm grown yeah. motherfucker I'm grown I can do whatever the fuck I want to do I got my own money I can do whatever I want to like yeah. you feel like I'm I'm dignified now I've been through something I went through my I made it through my 20s yeah and now I'm like <sighs> I don't even know what to time expect. is running out Time is running out, but did t- but there's you, so much time left. But you realize that, like, by Hollywood standards, like, we, by the time we blow up, people be like, there are all these new faces, these overnight, sens- like, Sterling K. Brown, 41 years old, just won two awards already, Golden Globes and a SAG Award for his role in This Is Us. He's been acting for a, a long time, okay? Mm-hmm. And now people are like, yeah, he just came on the scene. No, that's why I be leaving my footprint all over the internet. But that's why I'm also okay with being older 
you know, being mature or older by the time I like, you know, become a household name because it shows that I've been putting in the work and I will mm-hmm. be able to appreciate it more. If I was, you know, top of the world famous at 21, I would have had to sustain that shit for damn near 20 years at this point. And that's sure. hard. Well, you've been, we'd have been out by now. Yeah. We'd have been trying to figure What's out what the name? next part of our life Fucking is. Fucking Black Panther, Chad, Chadwick, Bowlesman, that nigga's like 43 years old. Oh, he, yeah? Yes. Taraji Henson's 47. Gabrielle yeah. Union is 45. And she broke at like 38, 39. No, Taraji broke younger than that. She was in Baby Boy. That shit was like yeah, but she, 10, 15 She didn't years break ago. from Baby Boy. She broke when she did um Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button broke her. In the white world. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's... It's you don't hear and then there's success. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I'm, not, I'm saying it's all. Listen, this black dollars are strong too. What I'm saying is, what what opened the floodgate for her to get more like crossover mainstream roles and get known to more, you know, to people that make blockbusters. Two thousand one, baby boy. No, so, that's not what broke her though. No, I'm just saying that's that was like her first role was 2001. When was Benjamin Baby. Button so we can add up how low she was? Benjamin Button is 2008. So 36. Are you good at math like that? That's 10 years ago. Oh, I wasn't thinking about you that. You said she's 46, right? She's 47. Well, so 37. I was right. 37, 38, she broke. 36, 37, 38. Oh, okay. She broke. So we... we we, we got the next couple months, bitch. We got to make it. I told my manager, I said, yo, nigga, I need some at the end of this year or I got to go back to DeVry. <laughs> DeVry. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, we got to record my podcast soon. I know this was more than an hour. No, it's been an hour and eight, but we stopped fucking phone calls. The cat was It was on only been an hour and eight? Yeah, but I just got to ask. I got to end it the way I'm going to edit it and clean it up. Yamanika, it's time to end this podcast the way I do all my other ones. Um, you wouldn't know because you never listened to them. Um, Yamanika, what makes you... I, I didn't want to listen to it because I said I don't want the bitch to know I listen. Shut up. Uh, you know, sometimes you click on something and be like, so-and-so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yamanika, what makes you a social misfit? Mm, I am unaware, un, un, unaware. I'm oftentimes, um, I go into the deep re- recesses of my mind and, uh, I'm a bitch that don't mind like looking like Naomi Campbell, walking into my apartment building, looking like Naomi Campbell and then walking out hours later, looking like Florida from the Jeffersons. <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, I um I spend a lot of time alone. I spend a lot of time in my books. I spend a lot of time in in, in writing and playing my GTA. I am socially inept most of the time and awkward. I'm a social misfit. There you have it, Yam. Where can people follow you on social media? You can follow me at everything at Yamanika. Please uh, go to my Instagram. There you can follow my 90 Day Fiance commentary. Uh, new page on 90 Day Fiance coming you, very soon. No, I told you to do Yam um, watch watch Yam or Yam watching something like that. Oh, but, I haven't decided what to name the page, but that okay. Yeah, but because it, it should be a page of you just watching several things. So right, you know, because right. the 90 Day Fiance only comes on when you know, but when it's not on. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna make shows. it a 90 Day Fiance thing. It's gonna be a commentary page, but that's okay. where you will find your 90 Day Fiance yeah. commentary okay. for me. And um, you can uh, currently check me out on laugh mobs last tracks on true tv 
um as you some of you may know i also have a podcast rant and raving with yamanique and friends with chloe spent two and a half three years I rocking know, right? with me. that was crazy it went by it went by so fast well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Yan, for gracing us. Thanks for having me on my little podcast and allowing us into your home. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good week. <laughs>